Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. It's true. We are live here with Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Chris Wilcox. Chris, Yay! welcome to Coffee with Humans. Yes, I'm so pumped to be here. Well, I'm pumped to have you. This is great. Uh, yeah. I'm, we, you asked me before the broadcast where I was from, and, I'm, and I said I was outside Chicago, but um, tell, us, uh, tell us where you're from uh, so our viewers and listeners know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from, the, uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. So I've, yeah, man. It's been quite the ride this year for us. <laughs> yeah. Characterize that. What's that mean? Well, I mean, obviously there, there's obviously what everybody's experienced, right. With, with COVID. And yeah. then, uh, so, uh, <laughs> guy, it feels like five years ago, but this, it, it was really, we just crossed the year threshold for this. Uh, so I don't know about you guys. I mean, you guys get some pretty wicked storms, uh, up in that area. I know for we sure. Do. And, uh, we normally get about two or three significant storms. And usually a few of those will come with tornado warnings. I don't know about you guys, but I, I mean, obviously when the tornado sirens go off, you pay attention, but I've, I've gotten so used to them that I hear it. And I kind of tune in for a second. I try to like pay attention to the thunder and some of the cues and think, okay, how serious is this? And then usually nine out of 10 times, it's, it's going to just pass five miles from us, left, right, North or South. Uh, so this time the sirens go off and I, I kind of had the same reaction. I didn't think much of it. I went, I was almost, I was at midnight. I was almost going to go back to bed and I thought, you know what, just in case I'm going to go get the girls, my wife and my, my two daughters, and we'll just, we'll, we'll hang out in the uh, stairs. So we I went wake, woke everybody up. We huddled in the stairs and everything passed. Like it was nothing to nothing to uh, fuss about. And then I, we kind of, all the girls were freaked out by this point. So they came, everybody piled in our bed and we're about to go back to sleep. And I, I, I walk into our restroom for a second and it was so weird cause it had been windy. And I, I just remember it got super quiet, super quiet. And I was oh. so quiet that I was like, I was like, wow, this is weird. <laughs> this is so weird. And I just, I stood still for a second and, uh, and then, and then you could hear the wind pick up and I didn't think much of it at first, but then, then you ever have that intuition, I, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I was like, Whoa, okay. All right. So I, I walked out and it had been black, right? Just dark, dark sky. And I looked out our window and as soon as I peeked out, I mean, everything's gusting and the wind is gray and going straight line. Oh man. And it was at that, it was at that moment. I looked back at my wife and I was like, run. <laughs> was like, so all the girls jumped out of bed and ran back into our space and within like maybe 10, 15 seconds, quiet. And I, I kept thinking, I, oh, I was so ready to look outside our door and think there's got to be down trees. There's got to be damage. I looked at our, our window and there was nothing, no damage whatsoever. And so we go back to bed and my wife, I couldn't sleep. And we start getting these alerts on our phone about all this damage that happened maybe a mile from us. Uh, so we, I don't know if you saw it on national news, but that tornado that went through Nashville, yeah. uh, was a mile from our house. It oh, went, man. uh, it was, it, it ran right up one of the main arteries in East Nashville. And, and so, um, and it's right across the street from us in Germantown. So anyway, we got hit by a tornado 
are still recovering from that. You can still see the damage from it. And then Christmas, uh, we all wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Everybody's pumped about Christmas. I just sat up out of bed. Just sat up. I was barely opening my eyes. And we hear this, we hear this like, dude, like this, this massive explosion that shook our house. Uh, stuff fell off the wall. What? It felt like it felt like a bomb went off. And I remember looking at my wife. It's like it was six thirty in the morning, and I was like, "What in the world? It's Christmas! Like, there's no construction happening. Nobody's yeah. doing any dem- demolition." And like, no kidding. It was it was like you and you know how like there's Ring or next door all these different apps. Like, they starts yeah. no kidding just ringing off the hook ding 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 people pinging like what is this and then lo and behold uh you saw it on national news we had a guy set up a bomb and we're we're close to we're close to nashville so it's they set up a bomb five miles from our house wow that is crazy so yeah it's been a wild year man (laughs) yeah well that's it that has been a wild year in a lot of in a lot of different ways. Uh, certainly for you, close to home, and you know globally. Yeah, uh, that's man, that's that's crazy. So how are <laughs> yeah. you? How are you dealing with all that stuff now? I mean, there's some some of the stuff is kind of blown over in some ways, but is it is is there still like a palpable feeling of angst uh, around your home? No, I, I tell you, man, the, the mood the mood the mood around here is is actually pretty uh, pretty optimistic. You, I mean, okay. you can, you can tell that Nashville within the last five weeks has come back online. I mean, there's really? so much, Oh man. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's probably felt similar to where you guys are, but like for us, the the world has come back online in the last hmm. five, five, six weeks. It's <laughs> we're, we're hearing about massive investments coming in this way. And I, I mean, I'm sure I, it, the real estate market's got to be crazy where you guys are too, but it's wild here. You can't find houses. I yep. mean, they're, they're, they're gone before you can even be interested in them. So there's a lot of good things happening. Uh, it's, I'm kind of curious to see where things go, just given how hot the economy is. It's good. Yep. And it's, it's, it's got some questions baked into it. Yeah. A lot of questions baked into it. And a lot of, I think a lot of, uh, um, a lot of pendulum effect probably. Right. So we've, we've gone from complete shutdown to a feeling like, you know, like you talked about things are coming back online, but there's been a lot of investment from, uh, from the government, uh, and yeah. that'll catch up to us at some point in time. There's nothing free in life. And, nope. uh, we will, we will discover that, uh, shortly. It's unsettling. You know, and it's weird because it's, it, it is, it is a hot topic it's it's like these days you you have to like temper how far you get because everyone's got an opinion <laughs> right <laughs> um i will say when the stimulus came our way i remember looking at my wife thinking man this just this just feels slimy and i, I don't mean that to throw shade on but it it did kind of feel a little uncomfortable to say you mm-hmm. know because you're right because you're thinking like yeah it okay great it's gonna you know it, it's sure it's money, but you're like, you're right. There is no such thing as free. And then you kind of ask yourself, okay, well, I will pay this back. How? <laughs> oh yeah. And that, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not free money. Uh, no, we're just, no, we just no. kick, kick the can down the road. Yeah. Well, and it's a big can. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a very big can. 
So you, uh, you've got kind of a podcast set up there. It looks like. Uh, oh so yeah, clue, so this clue mic- me in, man. What's going on? Yeah, this microphone. This is the first official time. I. So you you um you asked me before the bro- the broadcast about why I wanted to do this. Well, number one, I have discovered. Uh, yeah, I miss people, man. <laughs> like, I just miss people. I miss having human conversations. I miss talking about <laughs> dumb stuff. I, you know, the, the, the friends I've been able to connect with, I was just like, man, it's just so good to not talk about politics and not talk about the obvious stuff that's occupied, you know, our conversation for so long. It's just, you just kind of want to remind yourself what life used to look like. And it was so with spring, man, this spring feels, it feels like a literal rebirth. I mean, mm. you see all the trees and the flowers and you're like, oh my gosh, a second chance at life. And it's only been a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it, it's true. I was I just took a took a walk outside uh, down down a bike path. Beautiful day for a walk. Uh, and I've got that background uh, the, the, that is actually from last fall uh, here on the screen uh, or last summer. Maybe I think it might have been last fall. And that's and like you talk about the you know, the season, the, the, the seasons are there to remind us, you know, that things you know, oh, yeah. there is new there is new life and i and i agree with you it's it is that kind of that we've been held up inside for so long and uh have sort of been indoctrinated into the the normal as we talk about covid all the time and then, <laughs> now we talk about stimulus packages all the time and then once you get out now in spring it's just like oh my gosh there's a whole world of things that we've been uh sequestered oh. away from and and, oh, and, yeah. and and to your point, yeah, this idea of that, you know, when's the last time you just went out with people? Uh, and I admittedly have been, you know, going out with people for a long time. Uh, <laughs> because, know, it, you know, there's there's varying degrees to to what people did with COVID in, yeah, in terms I, of being locked away. I mean, I, I've had I most certainly had my share, you know, I, I'm probably not in different places with COVID. I, I, you know, I've had multiple friends who've gotten it. Mm-hmm. I've only had one friend that had, and yeah, here we are talking about it, right? Um, Damn it. Uh, I know <laughs> I had one, I had one friend that uh, got it and he had it bad. And then the, every other friend that I had was, I would text and I'm like, uh, Hey, what, you know, what's it like? And and they're like, uh, yeah, I've had way worse. And you, <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, well, I mean, I, I just, I guess I just, I didn't sweat getting it, you know, but I was probably always more concerned about my parents and, you know, cause look, let's be honest. I mean, if you're over 60 and you get any illness, you know, forget COVID. I mean, you got to sweat it a little bit more than most of us do, you know, cause sure. you know, I mean, it's just, you do. So yeah, I, I, I decided, you know, for the sake of my kids, cause we had, I mean, we had kids at home all year all mm. year and uh it <laughs> all was of the kids uh five and ten. Oh, okay and uh <laughs> no they're great I mean, they did yeah. they did fine but it, you know but it was like i don't worry about covid but i don't but the hardest part about it was like okay if i get this mm-hmm. then it actually has like my kids have to stay home for weeks you know you have to go yep. through all this crazy stuff until you're actually over it and then you're stigmatized because then you're the guy who got covid and so it was just, it was almost more of a headache. I didn't actually fear getting it. It was just the headache of actually getting it. That was going to be the problem. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you, I got it last you? October or something like that. Maybe it was November. I can't remember something somewhere around there. And it was rough. 
it, oh, it was really? rough for a short period of time. And then, um, and then it was like a really bad flu, but I, my, my, I got a fever up to 104 one night. <laughs> I was, but that's my, it's a little bit of my own fault because I decided I was going to let my body fight it off normally, like with my natural, uh, you know, control. So I didn't take any ibuprofen. I, that day I didn't take ibuprofen or anything like that. I was going to be a oh, hero. Dude. Uh, and, and it was kind of an experiment because, you know, fevers are there for a reason. Um, you know, it, it is part of the body's natural defenses. I thought, okay, I'll just let it, let, let my body go here. And it was, it was, the, it was, uh, it was in the, it was a nighttime. I remember waking up something like two, two or 3 AM. And, um, I, I was in sweatpants, a sweatshirt hood over my head, two blankets. And I was comfortable and I'm a hot sleeper. And I was like, oh no, I'm comfortable. So packaged up. I, I must have a crazy fever. And so I, I had brought uh, the thermometer close to my bed. So I to put the thermometer in. I was 104. And I was like, oh, that's why. And so I, <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm going to go back to bed. I'm going to go back to sleep. And I'll either be dead in the morning or, <laughs> or, or this is going to blow over. And sure enough, it blew over. But like I was physically, I was destroyed. Like I, my body was just not, it was not happy at all. That what I was that the, happen. What was the- what was the hardest part about it? Like, what did you feel like was the hardest part? Uh, the, the hardest part was not necessarily the fever. Like I can deal with a fever and 104. Okay. You know, I'm a 43 year old man, 104 degrees, pretty hot. Um, but that's, it was for a short period of time and I could have taken something to bring it down and I would have been, you know, would have been better. Uh, but the fever, the, the hardest part was the, was I was so tired. I would lay on the couch and there was like a, you know, glass of water or something. Like that. And I'd be like, I'm going to reach. No, I'm not. It's not worth it. I'm gonna down. Uh, it's too and, far. It's too far. It was, you know, and I've done, I, so I, I've done CrossFit for many years and they, we have these things called hero wads, these workouts, which could last 30 minutes, could be an hour. And, and, um, and your body is just destroyed after that. You're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And you're just like, uh, pickups. And that was every day for me for, probably two weeks. I was just like, ah, man, I just ache. So tired. That was the, that was actually the worst part of it. And then I had this weird cough that like two or three weeks into it just like came out of nowhere. And I was like, (laughs) and then, and then a month later that just sort of tapered off and it was gone. So what do you say to to all the people that are kind of like, okay. Cause I I mean, in fairness, right. So I never had it. Yeah. I, I I got the vaccination. Fair. No, I, all right. Well, okay. Now you bring it up. Right, there are so, a good number of studies that indicate that 10 to 20% of cases are symptomatic. So ironically, all right. So in March of last year, this is the last time I remember having a fever I had, it was, it was like a hundred, hundred point four and it felt like a cold mm-hmm. and I was with some friends in a cabin and I felt terrible for them. Cause I was like, no kidding. This just feels like allergies at springtime. It just feels like allergies. And uh, I was fine. I mean, I, I took, I took some uh, like ibuprofen cause I'm a wuss in that regard. And <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean it passed, but they yeah. ended up getting sick after we mm-hmm. left cause we were in the same cabin. And then they would tell me afterwards, like, yeah, we've had problems breathing. And, and I was like, well, <laughs> cause I, no kidding. I thought I had it. So I came yeah. back to Nashville and I got tested. Mm-hmm. I got tested early when they had that massive long Q-tip that they jabbed all the way back mm-hmm. here, like back here to your neck. Yep. Um, brought a single tear to your eye as they did it. And I was negative. 
And so I like they tell me like, yeah, we're struggling breathing. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, dog. Like I didn't have it. So either they lied or it's fake or I had it. I don't know. But that was the only time I ever got sick. And the only other time I've had symptoms is a few days ago when I got vaccinated, ironically enough. Yeah. Or the type or the type of test that you had wasn't detecting wasn't detecting in the time frame. I've got a friend. Uh, this is a, a friend of a friend, uh, but there was a work setting. And they were cleaning some stuff up and there was bleach out. And this one guy could not spell the smell the bleach. And everybody and everybody else was like, oh, my gosh, we got to like this. This is just terrible. And he's like, I don't smell it. And like, really, you don't smell it and put his nose up to the bleach. Couldn't smell it. And that was the only symptom he had. And then they said, you probably have COVID. And so he went and got tested. Sure enough, he had COVID. But that was the only thing he would have never known if he didn't. If he wasn't just standing there with somebody else who was like, that's bleach. And he's like, eh, I don't smell you had it. it. You had it right up to his nose. He couldn't smell it. Couldn't smell. Uh, hard to call that hard to call BS on that one. Yep. That's an intense. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But that was the only symptom he had. And he was at work the whole time. And, um, wow. and then he, they sent him off and he got tested and he had COVID. There, I mean, so there's wild. There, the, and that's, that's the, you know, that's the variance that I think people are worried about or scientists are worried about that. There's, you know, there's this, there's a, there's a range of symptoms that are just, it's not, it doesn't present like a traditional cold or traditional flu. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's clearly, it's clearly not fake because <laughs> we all know no. someone that we trust that's had it. <laughs> no, it's so. not fake, but we, this will be, this will be um, like many things. Uh, a, we've had a, a global reaction to to this pandemic and the truth will be found out in 30 years that's what'll happen somebody will study this stuff you know i mean vaccines are coming out and all this other stuff which is great um do do your thing um but the but this is uh back to the previous point like nothing's free um all the there's a the law of unintended consequences is always at play and so you have you have a global reaction to this stuff. There is the law of unintended consequences. The question will be how un how what are those consequences? And you never know in the moment. Um, you know, I mean, the to to the, I, one of the examples I've used, and I don't want to spend the whole time on COVID, but the one of the examples I've used is that is that uh, one of the one of the most documented um, a, a well documented thing that you shouldn't do is breathe in aerosolized. Um, cleaning agents it's it's well documented and yet we have flooded auditoriums and schools and homes with aerosolized cleaning agents that's a solid point Mm -hmm. absolutely i i and then only to find out that it doesn't live on surfaces oh shoot who would have thought so, so it, we've had this, it, it, we had a pendulum reaction to a thing that we actually know is never, is not good for us at all to only to find out it was probably unnecessary. And that's where we'll find, we'll find it out in 20 or 30 years. It'll be fine. Somebody else will look back on it, but we won't find it out now because there's too many people who are invested in the current momentum. And oh, yeah. we don't even agree to definitions sometimes on what, you know, what a mask is. I mean, it's, it's, I was out to dinner. That was, was several weeks ago. Standing on standing outside at a restaurant, winds blowing, and I was I was queued up in line, and and uh, she's like, I can't take you to your seat because you don't have a mask. So I went like this with my sweatshirt, and she's like, No, that's not a mask. And I was like, I'm Pretty sure it says facial covering, but I didn't make a deal. I was like, Okay, that's fine. She said, We'll go get you a mask. 
Well, they couldn't find a mask. Then she's just like, yeah, just go sit down. Okay. So then, so then I had to go to the restroom later on, right? It's a restaurant. So I took their napkin and tied it around my face like a bandana. And she's like, go ahead. I was like, I don't think we, I don't think we know what a facial covering is. Like I just used your napkin to go yeah. to the restroom. You, you were, you weren't even going to seat me without a mask. It's like, okay, fine. Do your thing. We will figure out, we'll figure out something. Somebody will study this and uh, there'll be conspiracy theorists and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a global reaction and we were wrong in some way in to some degree. We just don't know what, how we were wrong and to what degree. I, I will tell you, like, <clears throat> I share your desire not to spend our whole time on COVID, but I'll, I'll say this, like, there, there were two, there were two things that, number one, I, I've had a couple of different conversations on the vaccine itself, and I, I, I'm not a scientist, and I, I'm just a layman who has to make choices like everybody else, but my thought was this, they have to get this right with the vaccine to the degree that they can obviously we're in real time so we don't know long-term impacts of the vaccine but they have we have an incredible ethical responsibility to get this right otherwise good luck ever doing this again like god forbid there's ever any other pandemic if we end up with like five ten years down the road and people studies come out about the vaccine and we got all sorts of crazy stuff happening good luck ever doing this again <laughs> well you know, it will it'll call into question the entire scientific approach well and that's that's where um i don't know if i'm a pessimist or a realist uh but through uh, we can we can almost be guaranteed that some of the information that we get is not correct um because people have a vested interest in keeping their jobs that is the first, that is the absolute, uh, think of, think of most, most folks. The first question of why they do or don't do something is, will I lose my job over this? Now, from there, we try and figure out what, what can we cannot do so I don't lose my job. And if you take people in power, wrap a political, you know, political ball around this thing, no one wants to say, oh, shoot, we were totally wrong on that because there's going to be daggers from somebody else going at eh, look at those guys. They were so wrong. Don't don't uh, don't don't believe that people have our have the global best, you know, best interest in mind as a as a as a group. That's yeah, not I, true. There are people I, who do. But it'll get it'll get covered up in some way so that we so that we are um, duped into something that 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 uh, that is not true. And this has been proven time and time and time again throughout history that the think of think of like sugar versus fat um, years ago, it turned out, you know, that they that they uh, they demonized fat as the uh as the thing that would lead to like heart disease and all sorts of stuff turns out it's actually a lot sugars like you shouldn't be eating all these refined sugars and carbohydrates and all sorts of stuff the only reason that got pushed through and there's this is well documented the only reason that got pushed through is there's no fat lobby there is a sugar lobby and so is there really for a sure sugar lobby oh yeah there are people who manufacture sugar and want you to consume it i haven't thought about that on an industrial level though but absolutely I, interesting though 
there are there are people who who manufacture products that are full of sugar and they lobby our government and our government are just made up of people. Many of them, I'm sure, well-meaning and some of them just want to stay in power. OK, fine. But but they they are ignorant in some way and they're just being educated by someone. And so so a sugar lobby goes to your government and says, hey, you know what? It's actually the fat. Sugar's not the issue. Look at these studies that we've funded that say that sugar's not the issue. And you know who never comes forward? There's no like global like you should eat fat. There's no global fat lobby. There's no money behind it. But there is money behind sugar. And so what happened back in, I think it was the 80s, or whatever, the, the is the sugar lobby came forward and there's like fats, the problem. Oh, actually, no. Now we've actually discovered that's actually sugar. You shouldn't be having that much sugar. Only the American Heart Association has told you that for years and years and years that you probably shouldn't consume more than 25 grams of refined sugars in a day. You can't have a bottle. You cannot have a can of Coke without breaking that rule. <laughs> oh, this is such a good pivot. I'm so glad you <laughs> took this pivot. Um, yeah. So my, my favorite case study with this is uh, milk. Um, so now talk about who has a lobby. Yeah. The dairy industry totally <laughs> has, has a lobby. And I'll tell you, man, when I got free of dairy, no kidding changed my life. I do not get sick hardly ever. And I, you know, do I put, how much of that do I put at the doorstep of dairy? Not, not all of it. Right. Not really, maybe not, maybe not even that much, frankly, 10%, 15%. But I can tell you as much as I truly miss cheese. Oh God, I miss cheese so much and carbs too. I miss carbs. Like the desert misses the rain, but I, <laughs> but I got free of it and changed my life. I stopped. Yeah. I, for the most part, I never, I don't get, I don't get sore throats. I don't get nasal allergies. Hardly. Now I look, I mean, am I, am I the average? I don't know, but I can tell you from my personally, that was a massive change. And, um, have you watched, um, oh, what is it? Uh, forks over knives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that messed me up. Oh man, dude, you're so, I mean, you're right on. I mean, oh, we could go the in more, a whole another the more money or power. This is proportional. And I believe this to be true. If I have, if I have, if I have no power to gain and I have no money to gain, I am more believable than if I have, if I have power and money to gain. Right. So I have, if, 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 if what I'm telling you leads me to more power and more money, everyone should question it. Just be, just be a little advised. Right. And so the, the, um, and I think what we find is that misuse of information goes up. It is proportional to the amount of power and money involved in it. And that's where, that's where the, unfortunately, you know, we, um, I mean, to our credit, we have a system that, that we have to, we, we are forced to argue things out, to come up with laws, to steer the direction of the ship. But, um, beware because where, where power and money reside, misinformation resides as well. Well, you know, and there's always this, the, the looming question of what is true. (laughs) <laughs> and where, 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 like, where does truth come from? You know, like who's telling the truth, you know, and, and, and man, oh man, oh man, that question, 
Like every time, every time you ever get in a conversation, right? There's no shortage of opinions. Everyone's got an opinion, yeah. right? But then you start peeling the onion back. You're like, okay, you probably just assume that was your opinion, but it wasn't. You have all these different inputs. Where are you getting your inputs from? Where are the sources? How credible are the sources? <laughs> you know, and 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 then you kind of like. Like my background is in marketing, and so like like the perpet the perpetuation. I'm sure yours is too. I, I read up. It's like the perpetuation of of um you know how our our networks are meant to feed us what we want it to. So we're yeah. just like we're we're validated over and over. Like oh my gosh, my opinions are true. And you're like well, if you no, if you're just- in marketing, you you know that you are you are paid. You make money to sway people's opinions. Uh, and, yeah, and if you don't disturbing. sway people's opinions, you don't make money. And so back to this idea of if my goal, if, if, if even subconsciously my goal is to keep my job, then I'm going to do something at some point in time to keep my job. And if my job is sway your opinion, you should, you should question it. Just question it a little bit, look a little deeper. And most people don't decide to look a little deeper. It's like, it's like, uh, we do this in our friendship circles when we're, we're, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, did you hear what they did? And you're like, Oh my gosh, they did that. And you just take it as you, t- you totally take it at, at face value. Yep. How, how dreadful, how do you know that that, is, how do you know that information is true? Go back to the source. Yep. Who goes back to the source? Nearly no one. My daughter, my daughter, we had a good case this the other day. My daughter came home and she's like, she's like, so-and-so stole something. And I, and I I was like, I was like, how do you know? And she's like, well, so-and-so told me, I was like, did you see it? She's like, no, like, so you didn't see what was stolen. You just were told. And we had this teachable moment where I was like, don't ever do that. Yeah. Because to accuse someone of stealing is major. Like there's reputation damage there right off the bat. You can't just undo that. And so we had this teachable moment of like, just because someone says it doesn't mean it's true. And I, I have a good friend who call, he's like, he always t- calls me out. He's like, you know, everything's an idea or, you know, like you hear all these different opinions and thoughts. It's an idea mm-hmm. that started somewhere. It doesn't make it true. But again, I come back to that whole concept of, of what is true. Well, there's facts, right? So there's facts, which I could be wrong about if I believe some sort of facts just secondhandedly, or we believe facts from the news or wherever, we don't, yeah. we don't really investigate any further. We're not that, that closely tied to it. And sometimes we're just flat out lied to like, you know, in the eighties or whenever it was when sugar supposedly wasn't the problem, you know, eat as much sugar as you want. Oh, 30 years later, it's like, don't eat so much sugar. Like, okay. Oops. Imagine how awesome that was though. When like, what is it? Ignorance is bliss. Oh man. Oh, we are so, we're so ignorant. So we got facts, <laughs> right? We got facts. And in our human ignorance has been proven for thousands of years. So oh, don't, yeah. don't like even, even us sitting on here, it's like, I'm wrong about something in to some extent. And I'm so ignorant. I don't even know what it is. And I believe it fully. So we have facts, which could be wrong. And then we, as humans infer intent off of it, which is the re- which even is more damaging. Oh, she stole it. You know why she stole it. <laughs> Here's why she stole it. Right. It's like, you have no idea. You don't know me. You don't like you. It, it maybe your dinner didn't happen, and you have no idea why it actually occurred because we are unwilling to go a little step further. And we've we've had presidents die over stupidity, right? So George Washington, George Washington, the poor sucker died because he had a he had a cold. 
he most likely had a cold. He ended up with a cough because he was out in the rain and all sort of stuff and it's cold and whatnot. He ended up with a with an upper respiratory infection type thing. And so the one of the uh, one of the treatments for the day was that you you had to rid rid the body of stuff. And so they started bleeding him out. Ooh, yeah, totally. And that didn't work. And so they bled him more. He died, actually, because they took something like half his blood out, which you can't do when the body's trying to recover from an upper respiratory infection. Folks, this was this was (laughs) this was not even 300 years ago. (laughs) We've been around for we've been around for thousands of years. Don't don't believe that somehow we figured out that we're you know, that we've got it all together. We don't. We're stupid in some way and we're screwing ourselves up now and we'll find out later. I. Well, okay, so uh, I, I, will, I will frame this in a non-COVID context, but just know that it's somewhat related. When, when it all hit, it was this incredibly humbling reminder that, oh my gosh, America is not as smart as we thought we were. <laughs> what? Oh my we're just God. people? We're just like, I, I remember thinking like, Oh man, like everybody has us on this pedestal. Like, no, don't, don't look. Hey man, China may have screwed this up, but America's got it. It's fine. And then like a few months in, you're like, oh no, no. Well, whoa, America's like way worse. <laughs> it was just, I, I just remember thinking, where are all the adults? <laughs> like the, the information, the misinformation it, is, is off the charts. I'm going to circle this back around to one, to the topic that we, we, yes, please we <laughs> have talked about, which is finding out what we're capable of. Yes. And so I think I'm going to, I'm going to take a stab at the dark here and say that one of the things of finding out what we're capable of is understanding that we are ignorant in some way to some extent. And we don't know what that is. We are wrong today yeah. in the moment about something that we believe strongly and we are absolutely wrong. And we, and and someone else will find out later on. We have, we have, we've proven this over and over and over again throughout history. And we are, we as people are no different. So to come into what we're capable of, I think begins with the notion of, I need to have a curiosity and an acceptance that I might be wrong in the present moment. Yes. That's a a great way to describe it. Right. So I will, um, I'll add a thought to that, which, which was this realization and I credit multiple friends and books for this, but it was this realization that I, I don't see and that, you know, it's like, I see, but that I, I don't truly see like there's reality as I perceive it, but is that reality? And you know, that that's at a macro level. When I, when I say finding out we were truly capable of, I, I have this, this internal drive that makes me ask myself, you know, did I leave it on the field? Like, mm. did I leave anything undiscovered? Is there any limiting belief that is holding me back? And, and frankly, the truth is yes, all the time, you know, you're, you know, I, so this, this daily grit thing that we, we started that I, I did. So I'll give you the backstory. You could put it in the category of a planner, but really the reason I did it was because I, I, was using technology like we all use. And I I was using it for planning. I was using it for a lot of the things that most people use it for. But what I realized is that all my meaningful goals, everything that I was seeking to kind of move the ball forward and, and, and hit goals, I was just very disconnected from 
um, from, from like when I would put it in my phone, I would just be very, there was no, I'm so let me say this. There was no cost to not do it. Hmm. I felt nothing whenever I would blow past a goal, anything I put in there. There's so many apps you would think I should be able to own my life. Like I should be killing it in every category of my life. Cause there's an app for everything. And I just realized it's like, no, it's not actually happening. Matter of fact, I kind of started to get into a little bit of a, I don't like technology and I, I still use it, but don't hear me. So like, I ended up having this desire. It's like, you know, I'm going to go back to writing, which is weird. I'm going to go back to actually writing stuff down. And because I found that there is actually a connection to me writing something in this, you know, this, this isn't uncommon knowledge. You know, we all know that there's power in writing something down and accomplishing it. There's a connection. So I, I ended up going back to a tool and I used it as a brand I loved. And, and I started actually just writing out my plan again. It was a very simple thing. And I could, ma- I could have made it complicated. There was plenty of tools to do that. But I just needed something really simple. Something that didn't have a lot of things to fill out. I just needed a little task list. And I just wanted to know when I got to Friday, did I actually move the needle? Hmm. Not was I busy? Just did I actually get from a to b and i didn't have a way to do that and so i'm a designer i, I work in the creative field and i thought well shoot i'll create one i remember having a friend that sat next to me at this at the office we worked at and i was i was like hey let's just do this like we're both in branding we work in branding but the thing is like i had never built a brand from start to like selling mm-hmm. and i had i on the topic of finding out what you're capable of I thought, you know, I can't really afford to go hire all these things out. So it's like, I wonder how far I could take this. Just me and another guy. So we gave ourselves a challenge. I knew nothing about publishing, not a single thing. And we were sitting around the table and I was like, hey, I know the problem I'm trying to solve. I don't know if other people have the problem, but I know that... I want to find out every single week what I'm capable of. And I want to push it as hard as I possibly can. And I think a lot of people are in that place, especially post-COVID. And so we, we said, hey, let's call it Daily Grit, because frankly, that's what it took. And so we, we kind of designed this idea and we branded it. We laid it out. I, I, I contracted with the manufacturer overseas, went through the arduous task of trying to get it um, made over there. And that's a long story in and of itself. And we ended up taking a brand from absolutely nothing to, we launched it in December and we've sold uh, over a hundred of them just by itself. And, and this has been kind of an experiment where I found out, Hey, I could actually publish a book by myself or, you know, not by myself, but with another friend. And, um, and so I've just been trying to take that concept of find out, Hey, maybe I am capable of far more. That's super cool. Well, and, and for our, for our viewers and listeners, um, who, who, um, are just joining us, coffee with humans is a live streamed conversation between strangers who become friends. So I don't know actually anything about you. I mean, we're just discovering each other in this call. And so I didn't look up your website or anything like that. I purposefully do know virtually no um background checks 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know how you want to call it. That's, that seems a little, that seems a little aggressive, <laughs> but, it, but so I'm, I'm just discovering this whole thing, daily grit thing. Um, I'm, yes. I'm, so I'm a geek about planners and stuff like that. Uh, oh, man. and I, and I also am, um, I'm one of those guys who I have certain things I like, like I, I have certain pens that I like. And so I don't accept other pens, you know, <laughs> it's just like, Oh, that's nice. That's cool. That That's a neat pen. I'll give it away to somebody. I have my own pens. I like them. Um, and there's, a, there's no, no great shakes. It's a, it's a Uniball uh, 207, but <laughs> or a jet stream. Yeah. I need to go buy that actually. It's, it's great. It's a, I've, and I've tested them, right? So, I mean, I, I, I love this concept. I, I think this is great. I, the, the challenge, um, and I think I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. I was talking with a, a friend of mine year, years, years ago. And, and he was like, I gotta, we were, we were talking about what he's getting done. And uh, he's like, Oh, I gotta get an app. I gotta get an app. But like, I'm a, I like need some system, like put all my stuff in there. I gotta put my to do's in there. Yep. And I said, well, actually I don't think you do. Um, here, let's put a big post-it note on the wall and we'll write all these things down. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, your top 10 list of things you needed to get done. Right. And then the next week we went back to that list and I was, what'd you get done? Nothing. And I was like, Oh, so you don't need an app. You need discipline. -discipline. (laughs) And, uh, there was zero, there are no apps, which are going to help you with discipline. Because (laughs) there are there. And I can prove this because there have been disciplined people through the years before apps existed. Yep. And so discipline exists apart from apps. And so we, but we are con ourselves into believing that somehow we need discipline to, or sorry, we need an app to develop discipline. But what we really need is, is, is the, 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 the stick-to-itedness and habit building around yep. some clarified goal. And I think that's what planners do. Planners yeah. allow us to clarify our thoughts and then, and then it is, it is internal, uh, not even motivation, but it's an internal need to, to put, put in front of us the habit to go off and do the things that we have clarified. And those are two different things, right? And I, I so I love the idea of, of journaling. I love the idea of yep. clarifying goals and having uh, a, a product like what you've got there, particularly for people who start dealing with a lot more, uh, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of juggling of things, right? I think that's I tell you, super important. You strike me as a bit of a creative, creative mind as well. I, I so I'll, I'll, I'll get vulnerable here for a second. I, so there's ba- I started peeling back why I did this because okay. there's, there's a, there's the capability side where you're like, Hey, I've got a big mountain. I want to climb. Can I actually do it? You climb it and you prove something to yourself and it gives you a boost of confidence. And, and that's great. There was another side to this that I actually realized after we did it that I didn't catch um, and it's more of an emotional, uh, motivator. I, so when I was, when I was growing up, I was kind of that kid who would get disciplined or called out for being distracted, uh, couldn't really kind of follow any path to completion. You know, I, I just could not focus. I, I would mm-hmm. just, and it's kind of what led me to the creative field because it's, in creativity, it works to your benefit when you're sitting there in front of a screen and your mind is just firing. You're just like, let's do this or let's do that. or Let's do this or let's do that. And, uh, but, but when you're planning, when you're actually trying to follow a path, it's insanely difficult. And frankly, it can be depressing because you get to the end of your day and you were in the weeds the majority of the day, you may have like felt you were, this is why I did it. You felt like you were busy 
and you may have checked off some boxes, but you get to the end of your week and you're like, I checked off some boxes, but I don't know if I actually went anywhere. And so when I did, when we came up with Daily Grit, you know, I, I realized, you know, okay, so we're in the planner category. There's a lot of planners, a lot of planners. And I realized that what makes this unique and the problem it solves for myself is actually it speaks more to, to distractive tendencies than it does just being a planning tool. If you're someone who gets in the weeds and you're like, oh, this or oh, that, or I, I you know, like my mind is just all over the place. The whole reason I did this, frankly, was so that I didn't have to take medicine. I just drew a straight line mm. to an outcome. That's all I did. And it's been such a gift to me. And it's not even daily grit. Frankly, there's a lot of tools that I think do this. The truth is I just struggle with focus. Sure. It's very hard for me. And um, I'm just looking for things that are not stimulants that can drive focus. Because it's hard. Well, back, back to this idea of finding what you're truly capable of. I think one of the things you've uncovered through here and what I'm hearing is that the you know, there are a lot of different journaling, uh, journaling or, or planning types of strategies and systems and all sorts of things people can follow. Um, but what I think we, what you stumbled on is if you made one for yourself, right, you, you know yourself pretty well. And, 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 and certainly if you're inviting the input of somebody else into that process, you, you know, you get some additional clarity. So you developed something that worked for you. And there are so many people out and out and, you know, among the seven and a half or eight billion people on the planet that are like you, they're, they're similar to you. And so what you may have discovered then is that when you brought your full self to this and you were, you know, you're, you're solving your own problem. You also solved a bunch of people's problems that they didn't, that they were searching for as well. They, they found a solution uh, because they are, they have mindsets similar to yours. Well, I can tell you that, you know, there's a lot of imposter syndrome um, mm. with creating anything. Um, I've learned in this process, the courage it takes to put anything out there, you know, because intent gets questioned. You know, the truth is, I don't, I don't know a lot about ADD. I don't know a lot about ADHD, but I do have real world experience with the challenges of it. I do know what it's like to end a week with, you know, thinking, wow, it's Friday. And I don't know if I actually did anything or, you know, getting to, uh, or, or, you know, or going through spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of dollars on medication Mm. only to have, I mean, it's more time than we have, but suffice it to say that I've been down a, a long road with that sure. only to realize it doesn't work and thinking that I have like other creatives, a desire to be efficient, but it's very difficult. It is yeah. truly difficult. And, um, if you want a, you know, um, a stimulant free pharmaceutical free approach, they're out there, but you know, it's, a uh, I say it's not hard to find, but let's yeah. just say it's a hard thing to conquer. Well, I tell you what, Chris, um, you, you're a, you said you're creative, you're a designer. Is that true? I try to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you also talked about being vulnerable. And so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you want to play a game with me? Of course. Of course. I love playing do. games. <laughs> I don't take myself too seriously. I love share. I love sharing. Good. All right. Well, I'm not a designer, um, but I'm going to try and beat you at this game. And uh, so as we as we wind down our time here, and I know we're a little bit over what I what I told you, so I hope you're good on this time. I'm good. Uh, we're going to play the game. Watch my draw. Now, here's oh how this God. game is going to work. 
Um, I'm gonna put a, oh, no, 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 stop. Oh no, stop, stop. Failure. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I saw nothing. Ah. Okay, I saw here nothing. we go. I'm gonna, there we go. So here's what's gonna happen. I, a, on, on the screen is gonna display a, uh, what's that called? A phrase. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, words are hard, man. Words are hard. Man, words are especially hard right now. Uh, the there's going to be a phrase that displays on the screen. So this is this is just an example. We're not going to do this one. Draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. You're going to have one minute to draw that. Oh, jeez. Okay? Oh, I know. I know. And then you're going to try and beat me because at the end of this, at the end of our minute, we're going to show our we're going to show the screen our drawings, and we're going to vote, and then we're going to allow other people to vote as well. Oh, dude. For <laughs> I'm so excited for Photoshop. Well, get out right. your pen and paper. And, I got it. Oh. And use your fingers. You ready for this? Okay. Let's we have this. three of these. So good luck. Here's our first one. Draw a dragon playing with a piece of string. Oh, dude. You have one minute. Oh, bro. Oh. Uh... He would put me on the spot. <laughs> oh shoot! What is what is the dragon? Oh, bro. Uh, oh boy, I don't know how I. I don't know if I'm doing a good job on this or not. You should not. You should not judge me on this. You're going to though. It's okay. Uh... Oh, dude. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I've done better before. It's going pretty poorly, actually. Oh, dude. Uh, I think. Three, oh, sh two, one. All right, pen down. I, this was bad. This was all sorts of bad. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to put, how do I do this? I'm going to, oh, I'm going to put myself over here. Ba -bow. Okay. So that's a terrible, that's a bad dragon. I know I'm not a, I didn't say I could draw. I didn't say I was creative. That's a ball. That's a ball of spring or string rather. And he's going to he's thinking about um, breathing his fire onto it to burn it up. Yeah, bring it. Bring the heat. <laughs> that, is so, that is so small. Oh. I feel like he's playing the harp. Is he playing the harp? <laughs> he's playing a, he's playing with a piece of string. He's not playing the strings. <laughs> All right. 
because I'm so used to doing digital stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's, right, do, right, let's right. do another. Let's do another okay. one. Here we go. Here's the next one. Oh, dude. Draw your oh. best friend upside down. Uh, okay. Can you hear the music? No. You can't hear the music? I can't. Oh. I gotta figure this out. Best friend upside down. What in the world? Uh. <laughs> Here we go. Now you can hear the music. This is actually... Oh, 30 seconds. 30 already? 30 seconds? Uh, oh, here we go. Oh my god. This is terrible. Uh, I'm trying to, like, my, my best friend. Uh, I'm actually going to text him this after I, I do this. <laughs> like, dude, this is the best rendition of you Three, ever. Two. <laughs> wow i am awful at this <laughs> okay well i went i went first last time so you got to go first this time uh all right here we go <laughs> wait hold on oh did he plays the guitar yeah <laughs> or is that the mandolin <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh you it's actually a ukulele it's just a little good i like that <laughs> That's really good. Uh, see yours. I'm going to be vulnerable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, a dog. it's a dog upside down. I like it. That's creative. What now? Let me guess the breed, though. I, hold on. I got to see it, though. Uh, <laughs> I see. I'm, you're I'm optimistic with, about um, this. I'm going. I'm, <laughs> uh, I, oh, Kali? It's like a Chihuahua mix. I was way off. <laughs> I was like way off. <laughs> All right, third third one here. All right. Draw an animal with an alligator uh head, oh. a pig body, and monkey feet. Oh my gosh. Man. Make sure it's an alligator, not a crocodile. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't even know the difference. <laughs> I was like... Uh, wait, wait. Okay, wait. So that's... Pig body. Uh, oh, wait. Alec... Oh, wait. Okay. 30 seconds. <laughs> oh. Alligator head, pig body, monkey feet. How, uh... How, how, uh, how, how fat, how fat are, let's see here. Ten seconds. Oh, Make sure you get the opposable thumb. That's what makes monkeys monkeys. The, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I just, oh. I gotta add that detail. Oh, shoot. Here. I'm, oh, ooh. Wait, is it, allig it. wait, alligator head, pig body, monkey feet. Okay, I assumed on the tail. Is that fair? They didn't. They didn't specify on the tail. They didn't specify the tail. No, and they also didn't talk about monkey hands, which I got to thinking in the middle of this uh, yeah. if I should have drawn hands or not. 
That's I'll, fair because yeah, because a pig, because uh, an alligator is all four on the ground versus a monkey can walk. Yeah, so many right. assumptions. So many assumptions. Um, here's here's what I. Oh, yours do. is way better. Although that's a big pig. That's a big pig, and big, um, I, I think your, uh, he's your got feet, an amputated arm. Your feet are far more accurate than mine are. Hold on, let me show you mine. You ready for this? <laughs> Dude, I think you have you have highlighted a need for me to invest in my sketching skills. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I um, I don't wow. know who wins this, but uh, that was I an do, awakening. <laughs> I do think that my pig was better than your pig because it was, I, it was at least bulbous. Yes, you're, you're, I thought the the form was far more accurate than mine was. Mine was a little amorphous and probably untrue to the pig. I, I think I think I may have offended pigs everywhere. <laughs> Untrue to the pig. Untrue that's, to the true form of a pig. <laughs> that's uh, I feel like that should be like a band. It's like a band name. Untrue to the pig. <laughs> hey man, there's a lot of creative band names out there too. That one's available for free. Seriously, that's a gift. <laughs> Untrue to the pig. Dot com. Un, untru- Welcome to the stage. <laughs> Untrue to the pig. <laughs> you see like crap. <laughs> Oh man! And now if I see that like sometime in the future, I'm gonna feel really proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all started here on Coffee with Humans. Untrue yeah. thing. I remember a time. <laughs> there was a time before it was a, before it was a thing. You're welcome. <laughs> well, uh, you, we are visionaries apparently on Coffee with Humans, predicting the future of a band called Untrue to the Pig. Yep. Uh, which is, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. If, did we find out what we're capable of? Did we at least move the ball down the field in this idea of what we're capable of during this discussion? What do you think? Chris? I think I found out what I'm not capable of, which is uh, I need some help on sketching, apparently. <laughs> 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 no, I think I think capabilities, it's just a journey, man. I mean, it's, it's uh, I, I will say, just even having the awareness of finding out, you know, and and uh, the willingness to discover Mm. uh, is important. I I think limiting beliefs, I'll probably leave it on that note. You know, find out what your limiting beliefs are. Good point, man. Well, this has been Coffee with Humans, where strangers become friends through candid conversation. I met Chris a little over an hour ago. And now we're uh, best friends. For the first time ever, and now we're best friends. (laughs) He drew me upside down. (laughs) I drew him upside down, too. And it was the best I've ever yeah. seen. Ever seen. Yeah. You are. You have a future in, uh, in art, my friend. Well, Chris, buddy, uh, thank you for joining me on Coffee with Humans. I really appreciate it. Uh, and Absolutely. I'm glad that you survived the uh, storms down in Nashville and that you also survived COVID. That's right. good news. Win for everybody. All right. Well, this has been Coffee with Humans. Again, candid conversation between strangers who become friends. Catch us live on YouTube and Facebook and other places. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.